0: Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. It is Wednesday, June 15th here on the west side of Michigan, here in the nation of the United States of America. Depending on where you're at, again, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. They are the host and they are the ones that are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. But again... As it states in the Bible over 360 times, depending on the version of the Bible you have, fear not. Because when we don't have any fear and we just give up complete surrender to God and Christ and just depend on them, on him, right, to steer us through these crazy chaotic waters, we will be just fine. We will find safe harbor. We will find calm again. And so anyway, welcome again. Thank you for joining us here at His Line. This is another episode of 1% or Less with him, and we will be reading out of the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 18 through 39. And so the first part we're going to read, starting at verse 18, we're going to talk about destiny of glory. And it reads, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed for us. For creation awaits with eager expectation the revelation of the children of God, for creation was made subject to futility, nor of its own accord, but because of the one who subjected it, in hope that creation itself would be set free from slavery to corruption, and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that all creation is groaning in labor pains even until now, and not only that, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit. We also groan within ourselves as we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that sees for itself is not hope. For who hopes for what one sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait with endurance. In the same way, the Spirit, too, comes to aid of our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. And the one who searches hearts knows what is the intention of the Spirit, because it intercedes for the Holy Ones according to God's will. So that's the first part. So that would be verses 18 through 27. Now the next part, which is verses 28 through 39. God's indomitable love in Christ, and it reads, We know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, and he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he also justified. And those he justified he also glorified what then shall we say to this if god is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but handed him over for us all how will he not also give us everything else along with him who will bring a charge against god's chosen ones it is god who acquits us who will condemn it is christ jesus who died rather who was excuse me It is Christ Jesus who died, rather was raised, who also is at the right hand of God, who who indeed intercedes for us. What will separate us from the love of Christ? Will anguish or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being slain all the day. We are looked upon as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we conquer overwhelmingly through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that concludes that second part of the reading from verses 28 to 39. Now, if we look at verses 18 through 27, the glory that believers are destined to share with Christ far exceeds the sufferings of the present life. And so Paul considers that the destiny of the created, the created world, to be linked with the future that belongs to the believers. And as it shares in the penalty of corruption brought about by sin, So also, will it share in the benefits of redemption in future glory that compromise the ultimate liberation of God's people? It's very beautiful. And so after patient endurance and steadfast expectation, the full harvest of the Spirit's presence will be realized. And so on earth, believers will enjoy the first fruits, i.e., the Spirit, as a guarantee of the total liberation of their bodies from the influence of the rebellious old self and then so with verses 28 through 30 now these verses were outlined um, the christian vocation as it was designed by god and to be conformed to the image of his son who is to be firstborn among many brothers and god's redemptive action on behalf of the believers has been in process before the beginning of the world And those whom God chooses are those he foreknew or elected, for lack of a better term. And those who are called are predestined or predetermined. These expressions do not mean that God is arbitrary, but rather Paul uses them to emphasize the thought and care that God has taken for the Christian salvation. We know that God makes everything work for good for those who love God. I love that line. I underlined that verse. We know that God makes everything work for good for those who love God. Let's break that down for a moment. I'm going to repeat that. We know that all things work for good. For those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Verse 28. You know, as we look around in today's climate, today's societal climate of what we have going on economically, politically, geopolitically, just, you know, really, if you just look across the board internationally, it seems like we have a lot of craziness going on, at least so. The news media would make that perception anyways, that they, they build that narrative, that perception to us in our minds. Now, if you actually just shut off the TV, that perception, and that narrative goes away. And yet life still continues for you. Now, there's a lot of stuff that still occurs out there in the world that are bad, right? But like it says in verse 28, we know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So the way I see that is that even when bad things are occurring, negative things, right? Even things that we may be seeing events or occurrences that we may be seeing right here in front of our, you know, very eyes, even on the local level. Like for example, what's, what's one what, here? I'll, well, I'll just name a couple few struggles that people are dealing with. Well, number one, we were dealing, we're, we're, we're still dealing, not we're, but we're still dealing with a baby formula shortage, right? For all the mothers out there that have newborn babies and don't breastfeed. And so, yeah, that's a bit of a scary thing for any parent, because the last thing you want to ever feel like is feel like you're helpless, that you can't take care of your baby. You can't feed your son or daughter. But again, If you love God, we know all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Now what you're seeing before you might be a very negative thing. And you might think to yourself, I really need this formula though, for my baby. I need this formula for my son or my daughter. And listen, I know not all women can breastfeed. However, you'd be very amazed. What God can do if you believe in him, love him, and come to him with your prayers and ask for his help. This could be a very interesting thing going forward. Listen, I'm not saying that this baby formula shortage is good, because it's not. It's actually terrible. I hate to see any baby go starving. But I do understand also, too, is that we've went our whole lives before the Industrial Revolution, And mothers have been able to feed their children without no problem. Okay. So is God trying to maybe use this evil, if you will, or this bad situation to help humanity go back to the ways of old? Because we definitely need to go back to old ways of doing things because it seems like the new ways of doing things, yeah, convenient they may be, it may not be in our best interest as far as our health goes or our mental acuity or, or really just nature in general, because then we forget about, about the ways people used to do things that were natural by instinct, like breastfeeding, for example. Then we got the whole, tampon shortage the female feminine you know hygiene products the the tampax i believe that's what it's called right leave me i know this struggle all too well too because my wife is like you know kind of freaking out about it so what did i do i go to the store and i bought about tons of boxes as if it was toilet paper in 2020 just to make sure she had more than enough of all different sizes because you know how it is women you need different sizes for different you know days of that time. Right. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know anything about that, but I know exactly what my wife needs. And so I can only assume that it's, you know, relatively eh, similar for most of you other females out there. But all that to say this, I went out and made sure that we got what she needed for at least a few months just in case. Right. But again, one of those things I do know, because my wife is a mad researcher, that tampons are not good for women because of something about, you know, Basically, in other words, they they're they're not good for the body. They're they're just they're not good. And so, again, women have went through all of life pre the Industrial Revolution and the invention of the tampons, right? Nature still occurs, so women still somehow dealt with it. So, again, maybe God is using this situation, this bad situation, which seems majorly inconvenient, you know, convenient for a lot of females out there. And maybe he just wants you to find an alternative option that won't be as harmful to your body, if at all, because he knows that they're not good for you. Right? And, And those are just two little examples. I mean, there's so many more examples. Obviously we got the rising inflation of fuel, like we've talked about the rising inflation of food and energy and gasoline and lease renewals. I mean, there's just so much, but remember, Ladies and gentlemen, we know that all things work for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. you got to remember those words. And if you're curious what that verse is, again, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. So, that's all I have for today. So we're gonna end this with a prayer. In fact, one little side note actually with regards to verse 31 through 39. A little note here I'm reading. With regards to those verses there, the all-conquering power of God's love overcome every obstacle to Christians. Let me repeat that the all conquering power of God's love has overcome every obstacle to Christians, to Christian salvation and every threat to separate them from God. And that power manifested itself fully when God's own son was delivered up to death for the salvation. And through him, Christians can overcome all their afflictions and trials. It's very important. You hear those words. Through him, Christians can overcome all their afflictions and trials. So I hope this gives you, well, for lack of a better term, a little bit of hope and helps you come a little bit more at peace with what's going on, the turmoil that you see, the storm, right? The storm that you see that's going on before you. Ignore it. I know it's easier said than done, but lean on God. These are times where everyone has to lean on God more than ever. He'll walk you through it. But do you trust him to do so? So that's all I got for today. We're going to end this with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day, for our good health, for another day of life. Thank you for this reading, and we thank you for the joining together of those that are coming here to get your daily word, to at least spend at least 1% of their day with you, in the scriptures and in prayer. Father, we know we all have our trials and tribulations that we have to go through. We all know that we have to go through our afflictions and we have a lot that we have to overcome. And I know as long as that we lean into you, God, that we send up our prayers. We know that you'll listen. It may not be in the timing that we expect, but we know that your timing is perfect. And we know, we know That you have our best interest at heart. And we know that you operate on your perfect timetable. So I just pray and ask for those out there that are struggling, especially with finances. And I know we should never worry or have any anxiety about the finances, just lean into you. But I just pray for those out there that are still trying to root themselves and invite Christ on a daily basis faces in their heart, that you give them strength to make it through this storm and to help them overcome all their afflictions and trials. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And with that, I bid you all a wonderful evening or afternoon or morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host, with God and Jesus Christ as the host, because they are the ones that are in charge. They are the boss of this platform. They own this platform. I'm just simply the technical guy, the guy that just pushes buttons and says a few words. Nothing else, nothing more. And remember, I'm not a biblical scholar. I am not a priest or a minister or pastor or anything like that. I'm just a guy who reads the Bible, tries to interpret it the best way I know how, and then I just kind of put out my thoughts out here on the air. I hope you all have a blessed night. Till then or the next time, we'll see you then. I want to say thank you again for joining us here at His Hardline. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget you can find us at www.ishardline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.